Hey guys, this is Jeff. This is the Effect and Inspire audio podcast. Today, I'm by myself, but we're going to look at Nehemiah chapter 3 and verse 28 and how each of the priests made a big impact at their own house. Stick around, we'll find out what happened. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Effect and Inspire Audio Podcast. Uh, My name is Jeff. Uh, Unfortunately, Russell is not here with me today. Uh, Today was one of the one of the shows that I really wanted to just kind of take on take on solo, uh, just kind of go over some stuff that I had read here, oh, about a month ago, and uh, in doing so, um, something profound really stood out to me, and I found it in the book of Nehemiah, chapter three. And Nehemiah chapter 3 has a lot of, um, not a lot of profound statements in it, but it does show us uh, an idea, it gives us an idea of uh, of what happened in Jerusalem or what was happening in Jerusalem at that time uh, in rebuilding the wall. So I'll get into that here in just a little bit, but uh, first of all, I just really want to focus on something that um, has been kind of troubling me here lately. Uh, of course, we all see what's happening in our nation Um and just the troubling stuff that we see every day on the news, and uh, and it just—I don't know how to how else to put it that other than it is just—it's disturbing to look at. Uh, I don't want to bring up some bad memories because I feel like our nation is starting to move on, even though we do remember. Our, you see our flags at half mast, and we see it almost weekly. And uh, uh, somebody made the comment to me the other day that we should just leave our flags at half staff, and I just. And, and I was kind of appalled by the statement because it's true in some of the things that we're saying. And, um, and I, I really just feel like uh, that as pastors, uh, you have a great opportunity to, to help this nation out, to really step up and make a huge difference in this world. Um, not even just the world, but our nation uh, just as it is. Uh, so, and really and truly, whenever the trouble has already happened, whenever it's already taken over, um, over our nation, as pastors, you have the responsibility to stand, to stand and really kind of take a hold of everything that's going on around us. Um, we need to, as pastors, move forward with our responsibility, with your responsibility and take charge and take the tools that are needed and and really start to rebuild this nation. The trouble is already here. We don't have to stir any more controversy. We don't have to start any more problems that have already been there. Um, and unfortunately, some pastors are causing more controversy and harm than actual good, uh, than that is actually um, that is happening in our world today and in our nation today. We are causing, some pastors are causing more problems than ever before, and we need to stop. This has to stop. Um, I I recently read a pastor where a pastor said that the shooting in Orlando was God's judgment on people, and it, even I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know the mind of God and what is happening. But if you have said that, if you have stood in the pulpit and literally said that God caused that shooter to walk into that club and shoot fifty people. You are absurd. You are ridiculous in thinking that. In thinking that, um, it is just, and you don't know the mindset of of what God is thinking and what is happening before us. We do know that there are some circumstances that are coming up that probably have been foretold in the Book of Revelation, 
But until these things happen, until you see the sighting of Jesus coming forth uh, from that sky when he's riding down on that horse, we need to uh, expel, we need to give the profound statement of love that only Christ can give. Um, we cannot afford to turn people away because of our, our strong message because we think that this is what God might be doing. If that is what God has done, leave that to God. But we need to give the gospel of Jesus Christ more so than we have ever done before. We do not need to, to shove people down and to call them a disgrace because they live a certain way. What we need to do is help them up, give them a helping hand, show them what scripture does and what the scripture says out of love. If they refuse it, that's on them. We've tried, but ultimately we keep going back. We keep on giving them everything, every ounce of us. And what we need to do is to give them that message. We need to give them that hope. We need to give them that love and stop condemning them to hell. And that's the problems that we are facing nowadays is that whenever we speak this message of hate from the pulpit, we do condemn them to hell. And we don't ever, you wouldn't wish your worst enemy to hell. And so when the trouble is already here, when the trouble is already upon us, what is it that we need to do? What is it that we need to step forward and say that we can do this, we can do this much better? And I really feel like in Nehemiah chapter 3, there's this great verse that's tucked away in there. Uh, I've heard only one pastor preach it before, and this was many, many years ago. But I, I really feel like this is a verse that we need to expel upon, that we really need to dive deeper in. And it's one verse. It's it, There's not very many words in it. But seriously, it is one of the biggest statements in Nehemiah. And uh, in Nehemiah verse 28, or excuse me, in Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 28, it says this, Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each in front of his own house. To me, that is a huge statement to make. Um, we all know the story of Nehemiah. We all know the history and the background stories of, of what Nehemiah did. And so we don't need to dive into that. What I do want to I do want to look at is chapter 3. And chapter 3 gives this long, uh, uh, long statement of who rebuilt what on the wall. And, of course, we know the wall was built in 52 days. But it's how they made that journey from day 1 to day 52 it's so huge and it's so profound. And we get a glimpse of how they did it in chapter three. Uh, each priest was in charge of each rebuilding each gate. And it was because it was in front of their house. How huge is that? That gives us the, the biggest statement of them all. That gives us a, uh, a great glimpse of what we need to do as pastors, what you need to do as a pastor. And so this is what it means to rebuild your wall. And I find it kind of funny that uh, we can talk about this now that in Nehemiah chapter three, he's talking about rebuilding the wall and each individual person rebuilding the wall. Now here's, here's what I find funny is in our uh, political state today, um, we have a candidate that's talking about rebuilding or building a wall and having somebody else re uh, have somebody else pay for it. And, the thing about it is, is that 
I'm not going to go political. We're going to stop right there with the political talk. But the thing about it is, is that the wall that we are talking about is repentance. We desperately need repentance in our nation today. And we need to cry out to God and to ask him to forgive us of our sins, of what we have done wrong. And that is honestly the only way that we're going to fix anything in this nation. But we have a great opportunity to do this. We have an awesome opportunity to be able to take advantage of, uh, of the grace of God that he has given to us and restart this nation and to really rebuild what is happening. Um, we can do this by the grace of God. We can do this and um, really push forward with this. Because that wall, that metaphorical wall of repent and that we call repentance has already been repaid. Uh, that has already been paid for and has been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. What he did on the cross paid for us a way to be able to restart our nation. And uh, so what I, re- I want to give you three things here uh, to help you understand, to help rebuild our wall. Now, here's the, the difference that we're talking about here. Um, whenever they built that wall, they built an entire wall to, to build around an entire city. We want to rebuild an entire nation. But here's the good news. Here's the great news about this whole ordeal. They had enough priests to be able to rebuild each gate. We have, by the grace of God, enough pastors in this nation to rebuild this nation. If we can focus on each pastor, each youth pastor, each music pastor, each church volunteer, every person that is a church leader, if we can get them to focus on the wall that is right in front of them, if we can get you to focus on the, the, the gate that is in front of your house, we can rebuild this nation. But the thing about it is, is that the wall, that gate that connects the wall together, that gate is your city. That gate is standing literally right in front of you. And whenever we pour more resources out of our city and not enough resources into our city, we are really negating the purpose of rebuilding our wall here. We need a lot of help in our nation. And it starts with your gate, which is your city, right in front of you. So here are a couple of things. Here are three things to help you on rebuilding just your gate, not the entire wall. Not one person can really help out or not one person can rebuild the wall by themselves. It's going to take a collaborative team effort to rebuild this wall. And we need to start by the gate in front of us. So here's what I'm talking about whenever I said, whenever I, we need to focus on the gate right in front of you. Here are three things. Each priest was in charge of rebuilding their own gate. Okay. Now, here's the thing about it is that there are going to be multiple pastors in each city. Uh, the city represents just that gate. The wall represents our nation, okay? The gate itself is what we need to focus on. The city itself is what you need to focus on. Each priest at that time was focused on the gate. Each pastor needs to focus on their city. Now, we have multiple pastors throughout the entire city. I hope and pray that you work together as a unit, as one one unit that works 
weld together. If you do not have this cohesive group that works well together, you need to figure out a way to do this. We are not in competition with each other. By creating this competition with each other, we have started uh, other churches that were formed out of splits of churches. And Christ never called us to start other churches out of splits. When we split our churches and we started out that way, we started selfishly. And we don't need to do that anymore. We have had enough of this. It needs to stop. But as pastors, we need to step up. We need to step up and work together cohesively to work on the gate that's right in front of us. Work together as a great, as an awesome ministerial alliance. And really focus on how you can fix that gate that's right in front of you. Uh, each of you can form smaller gates if you want to talk about it that way. If you want to form smaller districts. Each of you take where your church is at and really focus on the community that surrounds your church. However it is that you want to do it. Each of you need to come together and say that we need to rebuild this gate. And it starts with this city. Once we have each of our cities, once we have each of our pastors working together cohesively to make this gate so much stronger, then we can focus on the, on the wall that is the nation. Once we start having city after city form a repentance and turn back to God and really start to grow deeper for God, then we will see the rebuilding of our nation. But it has to start with the individual cities. It has to start with the individual pastors saying that we are going to work together and we are going to make a difference in this city. Now, we need to spend more money on what is right in front of us instead of going outbound. Now, I'm not talking stopping all of your overseas missions, all of your foreign missions. I'm not talking about you stopping all of that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. But if you are spending more money going outwardly, if you are spending more money going overseas or on foreign missions, or even outside of your own city, think locally, if you are starting to give more money outwardly than inwardly to your city, then you are causing more of a problem. Your church is the local church. It needs to focus on the local community that is at hand. And whenever you can spend more money on your city, you will see a bigger difference. You will see a larger difference in the community and people will respond to that. People will start to come to the church. People will start to come to this and you will actually start to see more of an outreach opportunity. But I promise you, if you are spending more money outwardly to the foreign missions than actually the local missions, you will not see that difference. There has to be a difference in your community before you can start reaching outwardly. We have to focus on that gate. Thirdly, use the tools that God has given us. One would be the prayer. One is a huge thing that happens and we have to pray. And I'm not talking just uh, casually as we pass around the offering plate. We need to pray at the beginning of our services, in the middle of our services, at the end of our services. Whenever we can pray at the end of our services and we call all of our people that are, to, that are supposed to be bonded in love, all of the Christians that are bonded together, and we go to the front of the stage and we go to the stage down there and we come together in prayer and we put hands on each other and we start to pray for each other. And even people don't even have to go forward. They can sit right there in their pew. That is fine. But as long as we're praying in our church... When we take away prayer in our church, the enemy has already won. And we need to have an honest 
prayer time in our churches. We cannot negate our prayer time in our church any longer. We can't designate it for just Wednesday nights either. We really got to pray. Um, now, a lot of this, I'm t- now the funny thing about this whole thing, it really did sound like a soapbox, and I, I apologize for that. Um, but I, on- I honest- honestly, honestly, things that we really need to focus on as our church, as a church um, that needs to get right with God, that uh, that we are so divided and so uh, uncohesive, if that's even a word. I don't even know if that's a word or not, but I'm going to use it uncohesively, working uh, against each other. Um, so I hope and I pray that uh, when we look at these three things, that uh, that each pastor will focus on the city that's in front of them instead of outwardly and spend more money on their city and not going outwardly. And then we pray and we pray and we pray. We pray uh, as much as we possibly can. When we focus on the gate that's right in front of us, we will see the wall being built. And the wall that we need built is a, is a repentance for our nation. Uh, we need God back in our schools. We need God in our uh, nation's capital. We need Him in our state in uh, state capitals and uh, in our in our local government. And I hope and I pray that whenever this reaches you, that you you just won't cast it aside. That you'll you really truly think about it. You don't even have to take the three things that I did, but that I gave you, but really focus on how Nehemiah got each priest to to really work on the wall, the the gate that was right in front of their house. When there's trouble, just focus on that gate. When there's trouble on your gate, just really focus on reinforcing it. And use the tools that God has given you. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you uh, you passing the word along. If you've really enjoyed this, uh, give it a like. Share it around. Uh, tell people about it. I really want to, I'd really like for this to get out and help more people and to reach more people. If you have any questions, you can send me an email at effectandinspire at gmail.com. Go to our website, effectandinspire.org. You'll see uh, some blog posts there. You'll see some links to some other things. Uh, guys, I really hope that you you spread the word on this. I hope that you like it. Um, I apologize that if, if, if this sounded like a soapbox today, but this was something that I really feel like this is something that we as pastors need to focus on. Um, Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 28. Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs and each in front of his own house. Just remember that, that they made repairs in front of their own house. Guys, thank you so much for listening. God bless. Have a great day.